the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Thank you and welcome to the five o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live on this absolutely spectacular Monday afternoon. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Here's my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Well, the Shroud of Turin is in the news again. If you are a longtime listener, you know my opinion on this, and I believe that my opinion is based in Scripture. It's a fraud. It's a phony. It's a forgery. It's not real. Now, I realize that millions of people venerate this. Um, When it's put on display every many, many years, thousands and thousands of people come and walk by it and pray to it and and so forth. Um, Some of the popes have declared it to be authentic, not all of them. And it continues to be a source of controversy. Um, Radiocarbon dating, it's fake. Radiocarbon dating, it's authentic. Uh, Here's, all right, here's my reason for believing that it's a fake. Scripture is absolutely clear. When the women and later the disciples came to the empty tomb, the face covering, the cloth that had been around his head, was folded neatly separately from the other wrapping, if you will, around his body. Again, the Bible is not ambiguous on this. It was not one long, continuous shroud. The head was wrapped separately from the rest of the body, which fits with the tradition of the day. You've—anyway, all right, I won't go any further on that. So, Scripture is clear. It was not one long, continuous shroud, but a wrapping around the body and then around the head. The Shroud of Turin is one continuous shroud, and there's no indication that it was wrapped as it would be with a a body that was being embalmed, uh, according to Roman tradition, which was, you know, came down from the Egyptians and so on and so forth. So, I have on one hand all of this tradition and supposed evidence that this is the exact mirror image the reverse x-ray image of a crucified person and all that. 
And then I have the teaching of Scripture. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose Scripture. So I do not believe the Shroud of Turin is authentic. Why do I bring that up today? Well, the Shroud is in the news again. And now with AI, artificial intelligence. Here is a headline from today's Christian Post. AI rendition of Shroud of Turin depicts long-haired, goateed face of Jesus. Yeah, here's the story. From writing sermons to creating a rapping Jesus, and I've dealt with the artificial intelligence, writing sermons, and so forth, and that nonsense. The advent of the area of artificial intelligence is clearly upon us. But what happens when AI meets an artifact that purportedly captures the face of Jesus? The Shroud of Turin, a relic made public in the 14th century, that some claim to be the burial cloth used in the now empty tomb of Jesus of Nazareth, has inspired a new AI-generated rendition of the face of the Son of God. The image generated on the AI website MidJourney depicts a middle-aged man with light skin, long hair, dark wavy hair parted down the middle, and full facial hair, including a goatee. In the image, the man's eyes are open and a portion of his bare neck and upper chest are visible. All right, now, wait, wait, just, wait just a minute. The, I'm no expert on the Shroud of Turin, but the Shroud of Turin does not show that kind of detail. And the eyes are open. Well, when someone dies, sometimes the eyes are open, but they are always closed. And they certainly would have been closed before Jesus was put into the tomb. But listen to this. While mainstream AI technology is still relatively new, it's not the first time the Shroud's image has been reinterpreted for a new generation. I didn't know this, but listen to this. In 2018, an Italian professor created a 3D image of Jesus based on the artifact, claiming... It is, quote, the precise image of what Jesus looked like on this earth. Italian forensics investigators have used the Shroud of Turin to produce an image of how Jesus might have looked as a child. I didn't know that either. In 2015, police generated a photo fit image from the negative facial image imprinted on the famous Shroud then. They used a reversed aging process, which included reducing the size of the jaw, raising the chin, and other techniques to produce the image of the young Jesus. Uh, Photos released online show the step-by-step reversed aging process that was used, and then the story goes on. Okay, number one, I don't believe it's real, and I've already given you my reasons for it, and... uh, when I have the Word of God on one hand and traditions, no matter what, who the traditions come from, I will always come down on the side of the Word of God. Why all of this attention? There is this desperate need to be able to see 
and feel and touch, which basically takes away the aspect of faith. Now, here's another reason why I don't believe the Shroud of Turin is real. I don't believe God would allow the Shroud to be found because God knew that if this Shroud were authentic, people would worship it rather than Jesus. There is this human tendency to worship things, to worship stuff, all through the Old Testament. The children of Israel, even though they were forbidden by God to worship images and so forth, we find them turning again to things they can see, touch, and feel, anything rather than faith. It is the antithesis to the emphasis of Scripture. We walk by faith, not by sight. I don't need to know what Jesus looked like. I don't need to know how dark his skin was. I don't need to know how long his hair was. I don't need a photograph of Jesus to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So I reject the authenticity of the shroud and I condemn the veneration of a piece of cloth. We worship Jesus. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, welcome again to Bob Bernie Live, and um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. Those of you who have curiosity and so forth with the Shroud of Turin, I hope you're not offended by what I was saying just before in the previous segment. But I just, I want to drive this home. We don't need things that we can see and touch. That's a part of, it's a part of idolatry. That was one of the things that happened to the children of Israel. They were operating, the children of Israel at the beginning of the Old Testament, they were operating under what we would call a theocracy. God was their king. That's all they needed. But then God's people, the children of Israel, looked around and they said, well, everybody else has a king and we can, they can see their king and they can touch their king and they can hear their king audibly with an audible voice and we want what they have. God said, no, I am enough. Samuel the prophet was the prophet of the time and the people came to Samuel and said, we want a king because everybody else has a king. And Samuel said, no, 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 no. No, a human king is not what you want. It's not what you need. God is the king. He is speaking through men like me and through his his word. And the people said, no, 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 no. We want something physical, visible. And, well, you know how that all ended up. Saul was chosen and was a miserable failure. People are the same today. 
And that's why the Shroud of Turin is so appealing to so many people. They're not content with the Spirit of God, and they're not content with the Word of God. Which brings me to, I want to at least use a portion of this hour to share with you one of my favorite, favorite portions of the Word of God. It's Isaiah chapter 55. You know, people are committed to many, many, many things. Many people are committed to education. Many people are committed to their career. Oh, my goodness. Many, many people are committed to athletics. We live in Columbus, Ohio. O-H-I-O. You know that. We are obsessed with our Buckeyes. Many people are obsessed with physical fitness. I mean, they are at, hey, listen, I don't have anything wrong with it. exercise, physical fitness, good for you. But some people are absolutely obsessed. I have to work out. I, I know people. I have to work out. I have to work out because they're absolutely committed. Well, I want to ask you a question today. Are you really, truly committed to the Word of God, to the Bible, to God's Word? I want to challenge you with that today. How deep, when you look at the commitments in your life, when you look at the things that are really important in your life, where does God's Word fit in those priorities? Which brings me to Isaiah chapter 55, and allow me just to read a few verses from Isaiah 55, and then I'll attempt to expound on it just a little bit. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning in verse 8, God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Boy, what an important, powerful truth that is. You see, we are finite. God is infinite. There is much that God has revealed to us. There is much that we can understand about God, but we will never fully understand an infinite being because it is impossible for a finite being to comprehend the infinite. Whereas the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. Verse 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall My word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. The word of God, the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. Why do we revere the Word of God? Well, obviously, because of its power. Well, 
Where does the Word of God get its power? Let me share a couple things with you. First, it derives its power from its source. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. The Word of God does not come from man, it comes from God. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts and your thoughts. And get this, the Bible, the Word of God, is likened to this. For as the rain comes down in the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. The source is divine. It comes down from above. It descends to us from above. In other words, heaven. In other words, God. And the illustration here, the comparison, is like rain and snow. It doesn't come from here on the earth. It comes from above. Most of you are familiar with 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And I would imagine most of you know that the word inspiration there literally means the breath of God, the pneuma, the breath of God. All Scripture comes from God himself. He breathes out his word, and when we read it, we inhale. That principle has absolutely transformed my life. To understand that when I am reading the Word of God, I am inhaling the breath of God, the life of God. It's very much like when God created Adam. There he was standing there, the perfect human being, but there was no life. And the Bible says that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The breath of God gave Adam life. The breath of God gives the Bible life. Think about this. The Bible has 40 different authors. The Bible was written over a period of approximately 1,500 years. Most of the authors had never, ever met each other, and some of them were hundreds of miles apart, and yet not one contradiction. Oh, I know all the books and the claims of contradiction. There are none. Even the prophecies of Jesus throughout the Old Testament fulfilled in one person. A Christian mathematic professor said that it is a mathematical impossibility for all over 300 prophecies all fulfilled in one person, Jesus. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.